Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. Happy Halloween to all of you. Good to see you. So who wants to hear, and out of the occasion, who wants to hear sort of a combination saint-ghost story? All right, try this on. Supposedly, this is a true story. Not that any of my stories are not true, all right? I just want to say that. <laughs> so, two friends. This happened back in 2003. Two friends. A young Palestinian man living in Jerusalem and a friend of his who was a priest. So, one day the priest decided to go off on retreat over in Italy. Now, at the time, tensions were pretty high between the Israelis and the Palestinians, so much so that at that time, the Israeli authorities decided to expel all young Palestinian men from the country. They had to leave, right? Well, when he heard this, our young friend, he panicked because he didn't have the right paperwork and he just knew that he was going to get stopped at the border and when he didn't have the right paperwork, they were going to arrest him, right? So in his distress, he called his priest friend on retreat and said, Father, please, please pray for me. This is what's happening. I don't have the paperwork. I know they're going to stop me, and I know I'm going to end up in prison. And the priest said, I will, I will. I'll pray for you. When do you travel? And he said, tomorrow. So he said, okay, I'll go into the church tomorrow, and I will pray for you. So the priest prayed, but that day he didn't hear anything from his friend. The next day, he gets a phone call from him, and he says, Father, thank you. Thank you so much for your prayers. I made it. I'm fine. And he said, and thank you too for the young woman who you sent to help me. And the priest paused and he said, young woman? He said, what are you talking about? I didn't send any young woman. And the man said, no, 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 no. You know, the young woman. She came up to me when I was getting into the cab and she asked if she could share the ride. She seemed to know my situation and how stressed I was because she reached out and she kind of held my hand. And would you believe it, when we got to the border, every single cab got stopped except ours. They just waved us on through. And I was so relieved and so grateful. And on the other side, when she went to get out, I asked her her name. And she said, my name is Gemma. And Father so-and-so sent me. Well, the priest, he went very quiet. And then he asked, do you know where I am? And his friend said, well, you're on retreat. And he said, yeah, 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 that's true. He said, well, yesterday when I prayed for you, I went into the church, and there's a saint buried there, and so I prayed before her tomb. She was a young woman, and guess what her name was? And his friend said, what? He said, Gemma Gelgani. Gemma Gelgani. Ooh. <laughs> what do you think? Was it her? I don't know. Supposedly, this is a true story, so there you go. <laughs> you know, my friends, this weekend we celebrate All Saints, and one of the truly delightful things I think about being Catholic is this treasury of stories we have, you know, that span the centuries, all times and all places. They're like our, our spiritual family stories, if you will. And I think like our family stories, the fair favorite stories from our own families, these stories connect us, they delight us, they inspire us, they make us laugh, and they encourage us, right? They strengthen us. Let me give you two personal examples from my own life. Years ago, um, I went through a period of some pretty intense anxiety. So I really wasn't sleeping maybe an hour a night. I wasn't eating very well. I was exhausted. I mean, who knew that working with Father Dave could be so stressful, right? 
<laughs> Not whining, <true>. whining, <laughs> whining. Well, anyway, this went on for months, and I think that was the worst part of it. It went on and on and on, and I didn't know if it was ever going to end. Well, eventually, it did end, and I won't bore you with all the details, but let me just tell you two things that I found especially helpful at that time. One was, in the midst of all this, calling my mom and just kind of spilling my heart to her, telling her what was going on. And she just listened. And then at the end, when I was done, she said, you know, hon, you know you're going to be okay, right? And she said, you know, your dad went through something very similar when he was your age. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And the second thing was coming across these lines in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, where St. Paul talks about all the anxiety he experienced and the sleepless nights he experienced as a result of the dangers he was facing. He talks about dangers from cold, dangers on the sea, dangers from heat, dangers from friends, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers from the authorities. And he just has this whole list. And by the end of it, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I thought my problems were big, right? Well, I sat with those stories, brief as they were, and boy, you know, after all, what a difference they made. What a difference they made. Not least because they gave me the reassurance that I wasn't alone, right? Somebody else had gone through this as well. My dad had dealt with anxiety and had come out the other side. St. Paul had dealt, dealt with anxiety and he came out the other side, which reassured me that I too could deal with this and would come out the other side. And by the grace of God, I did. I did. So that's my first example. Second example, I remember um, as a young man on one occasion being confronted by a friend with my need to be liked, right? He didn't like that in me. And now I don't know about you, but I don't like confrontations like that. I don't like my weaknesses being pointed out. And even worse, I didn't like the realization that came to me that, you know what, he's right. And I really hate that about myself. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Just something about yourself you just almost loathe, right? Well. I thought about it, and uh, I did what any self-respecting young man would do. I moped, right? And I stewed. And God kind of let me mope for a while. But eventually, he put into my path the story of St. Teresa of Avila, her autobiography. And I read that, and I was drawn in particular to this part of the story where she talks about her own need to be liked and how that became an obstacle for her, right? It was a huge issue for her in her own life and in her spiritual walk. And, you know, reading that story, reading about her experience, it was almost like I could hear God speaking to me in my heart and saying, I don't know, Brett. I mean, look at Teresa. She seems like she turned out okay, right? I mean, maybe I can make a suggestion. What if you stop feeling sorry for yourself and just accept that you're part of the human race? My grace is there. It's enough. How about you let me worry about this part of your personality and you just get on with your life? And I was like, fine, Lord. I hate it when you're right. <laughs> so my friends, I was thinking so much of what we get exposed to in our um, everyday life, on social media, on the internet, in the news, where, wherever, what have you, so much of it is geared to provoke fear or outrage or insecurity or guilt or inadequacy. And it's, there's not, there's not, it's not that there's not some truth to, you know, some concern, some validity to our concerns about the world today, but when we just take this stuff in over and over and over again, it affects us. And we ourselves end up divided and isolated and angry and anxious, maybe even depressed. The saints and their stories present us with a very different vision 
a very different picture because they see life through a different lens, the lens of gratitude, faith in God's love, trust in his care, a boldness that sees life as an adventure, maybe a willingness to not take themselves too seriously. And I don't know about you, but I think that's something that we could all use a bit more of in our own lives. So what I want to encourage you to do during this month of November, this month of the saints, is to make some time in your life for their stories. Learn to see through their eyes. Invite them to kind of accompany you on your own walk and through your own struggles. And if you're looking for a way to do that, in my bulletin column this week, I give you a really, really easy way. So I encourage you, just pick that up and take a look there and see if it works for you. It just takes a couple minutes a day. In our second reading today, St. John promises us, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. There's some deep psychological insight, wisdom there in those words, because we become like what we behold. We become like what we behold. So this month, let's behold the Lord and let's behold his saints. Let's put them in our vision. Let's pay attention to what we pay attention to. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.